So you crack on back and sit on the sofa and I'll sit here for four hours trying to work it out. I'm not sitting on the sofa. I'm sitting here in my bedroom. 28 minutes. In the love shack. 28 minutes. Fuck me. You've got one fucking thing to do. Be online at eight o'clock on a Sunday night. And, not, and you're bitching about that. I, I was here. Uh, yeah. You, that's the one fucking thing you've got to do. That's the only thing you do. And you're bitching doing it. Shop goon. Shut your mouth. Right. So I can't hear you talking to the microphone? I am talking into the microphone. <laughs> it's going to be one of them episodes. Isn't it? Really is, isn't it? <laughs> Welcome to the Movie Shift Podcast, where we make a meal out of movies. I'm your host, Tebs. With me is my um, companion, Com. Hi, Com. Thanks for coming here today. Hey, always a pleasure. You've got a busy diary. Busy, busy, busy. <laughs> to take an hour out of your time to join me on a Sunday night, is it's, I feel humbled. Thank you. I'm always closing deals, Paul. I'm always closing deals. I'm always getting shit done. Oh, you sell kettles, you know what I mean? TCOB, Paul, taking care of business. TCOB. <laughs> so how's your week been? Grant, uh, just been told off. Um, who, by me? No, no, just been told off. So I'll, uh, yeah, it's been a good week. That was not a telling off. <laughs> it's been a very relaxed week. I've not actually been up to... Much other than watching, we, we've started obviously watching the, the second part of the Stranger Things. So we're one episode down um, and we're leaving it in a very precarious situation. So we've got to put this two and a half hours the next episode. It's two and a half hours. That's like nearly endgame. It's too, I, I, it's like, it is, it's, it's, a, it's a movie. And every episode in this season has been, has been movie-esque. So there's not been one episode that's been close to an hour they're hour 20 hour and a half hour 25 like they're they're really really putting the effort into it i was going to say to you has any of it ever felt forced and filler because we're, we're talking about kenobi this week mm-hmm. and that felt like it could have done with an extra 10 20 minutes of character and plot and ten, could have done with another 10 20 episodes yeah yeah but it just it just felt uh it did very little in a short amount of time and do you think Kenobi needed another hour and a half, or do you think Stranger Things has put just everything they've got into it and it could have done with being an hour long? Well, I think I said this to you uh, after a couple of episodes. Season one, fantastic. Season two, fantastic. Season three, shit. Season four, fantastic. They've actually knocked it out of the park this season. Um, There's been maybe two episodes that have been a bit fillery and that just felt like, yeah, they're just padding, 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 getting along. But it's never felt like a chore. Has there been a prison break episode yet? There has been a semi prison break episode. Somebody's captured. They've got to go in and sneak them out. Yeah. yeah. Uh... There's always a prison break episode. I've just finished <laughs> watching season three of Barry. With, oh, is that um, the Hader. Bill Hader? Yeah, on HBO. And I, I got through one episode and I couldn't figure out why everybody was. <laughs> so good. It's so good. 
it's half an hour episodes. There's eight in a series, and they do more than, for me, in terms of storytelling, character development, than Kenobi ever did. It, it's fantastic. Well, yeah, that's that's for the simple reason that Kenobi was shit. <laughs> Spoiler. Stick around, around listener, because we may we we're gonna <laughs> an knife edge. Um, yeah, it was kind of uh, yeah, it wasn't that good, was it? Um, I've been many trailers out this week. I've decided if it's a trailer that we're absolutely just never going to see bother watching the film up. We're not going to talk about it. We're, we're going to do trailer breakdown for the good, the big stuff. But what's good nowadays, Paul? Uh, we, we've we obviously decided that the two of us are joyless bastards who can't enjoy anything. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, we're, we are joyless. I've, I, have, I have discovered this in my life, that I have turned a certain age now and nothing makes me happy. Yeah. It's like people at work ask me to go out for a drink and stuff, and I'm like, well, what's the point? Because I've got to drive there. I've yeah. Got, I have a pint of some shit that's cost me four quid, and then I've got to drive home still. What, what am I doing? And- do, you remember, do you remember back in the day when you used to make things up? Oh, you, could, you come on out. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going to see my brother. Now you're just letting the obvious to people's faces. I couldn't yeah. be fucked because I don't want to. I don't want to go out with you. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> 100% you're in another job or whatever it's like ah oh, I've got to see so and so tonight oh my cars you know I've got to go to vets and all this shit you could come up with all sorts and you're absolutely right I'm like that now and I'm somebody goes do you want to do this no why yeah so I just don't want to yeah because I want to fucking sit on my own and I want to watch the wall in silence that's there that is where joy that's where my joy derives from now yeah just having a bit of peace and quiet that's listen kids <laughs> and I'm saying <laughs> the youth out there, you fellow youths, as soon as you hit 29, 30, you'll start thinking, oh, Jesus. They'll just The whole world will just be like, oh, for fuck's sake. I mean, not just get a carry it and go back to the house. <laughs> I pulled my back walking downstairs the other day. <laughs> now, I know, no, do you know what, though? I can't, the, the body is always weird. The body is always a weird thing because I remember sitting in geography class in high school and I was about 14 or 15 and a, a friend of mine, Paul McBurdy, called my name and I just turned around. It wasn't fast. You know, it just literally turned around and went, what? And my neck went, like, oh, <laughs> that didn't feel right. And I had to end up going to the fucking hospital because I thought I'd broke my neck. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a hypochondriac as youth. Oh, I fucking wasn't. Oh, <laughs> anytime something happened, I'm like, that's me. I've got that. I've got a brain tumor, whatever it is. Ah, oh, dear me. Uh, yeah, I've had a pretty um, topsy-turvy week, shall I put it? It's been a topsy-turvy uh, few weeks, really, hasn't it? Um, yeah, so in the... Well, basically, about a week ago, I had a... In the space of about 48 hours, um, I don't want to get into too much specifics, but... Um, the house, one of my neighbours was basically a crime scene for four days. Uh, I lost a member of my family, um, a friend at work, lost his daughter, and my mum's in hospital. So you kind of put all these together, and I just think, Jesus Christ. It, you know what I mean? You just kind of keep your head above water. And, get, and that was all that happened in the space of about 48 hours. And... Uh, and I saw this guy at work and he was walking around with a big smile on his face. He says, what are you so happy for? He said, I've just won a tenner on a scratch card. And I just thought, I'm going to look that happy for the rest of my life. I'm just going to walk around looking like I've just won a tenner on a scratch card. What you should have done? Should have walked over, take the scratch card off and ripped it in half. <laughs> Void now, you cunt. 
yeah, it's been um, a pretty daft week, which is why we haven't been here. But uh, no, is um, Andy at work? He, he put a. We'll, we'll get this. Yeah, we'll talk about this now. He, he put a just giving page up, and I shared it on on uh, our Twitter feed because um, he's going to be off work. Him and his wife are going to be off work for a while um, since, like I say, the passing of their daughter. Um, and I think it's raised like fourteen thousand pounds for him so far. I'm just chuffed for bits. Uh, obviously, good news. Help, but um, if anybody clicked on that link from our web on our twitter feed and and donated even a pound thank you very much so um well let's talk about the what little news there has been godzilla versus kong 2 apparently it's going to be a musical <laughs> and if you believe that you're a bigger fan no, i'm not going to do that to say that again <laughs> uh, lady gaga is playing mothra so that should be fun but i can't remember the first one paul <laughs> i can't remember it it was brilliant. It was back in the it was back in the drinking garage days. No, it was after that. Well, it might not. You probably were drinking in the garage all the time. This yeah. is excuse. This all you do is record your drinking in the garage and this make it into a podcast. I swear to Christ, I'm going. I'm going to the podcast, darling. Oh, are yeah. you? Another podcast this week? Yep. It's three in the morning. I'm <laughs> uh, so yeah. Well, look, remember, so basically, um, they had a bit of a fight and Godzilla won. <laughs> then they had another fight and Kong kind of won. Uh, and then they teamed up on Mecha Godzilla, which was like obviously mapped out from the trailers. Why can't I remember this? Come on. Oh, it's, the, the second fight between them was absolutely stunning. Who was in it? Um, Not Kong Godzilla. Don't be <laughs> one of the stars guards. Um, Stranger Things. Oh, Millie Bobby Brown. Millie Bobby Brown. Um, the Was the kid in it who was screaming in Jurassic World 2? I have no idea. I think he was in Pokemon. Do you remember back in the remember back in the day when we used to like really quickly look up names and pretend that we knew them? No, we just don't do that anymore. I remember we used to do this game where we were sat at the bar and we'd think of an actor and you'd have to name a film they'd been in. But back then, I didn't even have a book with all that in. Mm. You literally just had to remember it. We didn't have an IMDB. We sat at that bar. I think one day we'd said like Mel Gibson and we were still going two hours later. And there was no time limit, and you just had to try and name another film that Mel Gibson was in. <laughs> we spent two hours trying to name another one. Uh, Braveheart. Uh, <laughs> Braveheart 2. What else have we got? Nothing's really happened. Nothing, nothing's happened. It's been a quiet week. Buzz came out. Buzz Lightyear came out. Mm-hmm. Um, crashed at the box office. Apparently, it was uh, commercially and uh, critically slammed. But why do you think? Why do you think that it, that it's gone? I don't think it has anything. Like everybody loves to blame things on on this word wokeness now. Like everybody, anything that fails, and ah, it's because this. Ah, that's because they they showed us a gay person. Ah, that's because there's a transgender. Ah, that's 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 because of woke. I don't think it's got anything to do with that. They they changed. Buzz Lightyear completely. They changed the voice. They changed how he looked. You know, he's outside of a Pixar setting. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. I've seen it now. Is that not supposed to be um, the movie that Andy went to see for his birthday in one of the films? So this is like the film that the Pixar universe would have created in honor of the toy. Oh, okay. I didn't put that together. Don't know if that's right or not, but I've heard the the, the fan theory that this is the film. Rocket Rocket Pizza or something. 
Well, you know the way that Pizza Planet, you know the way Pizza that Tarantino has got two movie universes. He's got his real life, which is Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, all that. Mm-hmm. And then he's got films like Kill Bill, which are the films that his characters in one universe will yeah, go yeah. to cinema. And this is like light year is that. But I, I made a point the other day saying how family films seem don't seem. I mean, I I think we can say it's a normal year. People are still getting back into cinemas and still trying to find the confidence of going back in. But there's still movies doing a billion dollars, Maverick. Yeah. So money's still going around. Why is it that family films are stru- suffering at the moment? Well, do, I've just literally read a I read a review of Minions: uh, Rise of Gru this morning. And then we decided all as a family to go see it. And I've read this afternoon that I think it's only been out for just under a week and it's already $200 million. Yeah, so I'm looking on, well, I'm looking on the numbers now. This was as of um, the weekend. Um, Minions is the top, if I'm looking right, is the top animated film. Minions Rise of Gruen in eighth with $127 million. I'm guessing this is just in the US. Um, next down after that is Sing 2, which did pretty well the first They time. always do, yeah. But that's that did a total of 86 million in total. So but Sing Sing 2, the Sing, even Sing 1, it made most of its money uh, outside of the UK and America. But still, let's just look at, uh, let's look at these because this is what I've got in front of me. But to have Minions come out, now Minions has obviously got the, the massive franchise behind it. Everybody's yeah. got a Minion something. Kids will go see. I mean, you went to see it today, but mm-hmm. did you go see Lightyear? Did I go? No, I didn't go see Lightyear. Yeah, you already said it. So, so you were familiar with it. It's a long time story, but nothing sort of hooked you to go see that. That That's on 106 million. But again, below that is Sing 2, you know, and then we've got films like, I mean, I'm just looking down here and Bob's Burgers, which weren't really a family animated film. Um, but I read a, a piece that somebody was suggesting that family kids from kids and animated films are doing so bad at the minute because when you're looking at a trip to the cinema, I mean, if I don't, how much did it cost you today for tickets and everything? For four of you, the four hours. of us, four of us going, it was twenty three pounds ninety five pence because I think it was there was like a family Sunday thing, uh, Matt nice thing going on, um, but stick in a popcorn. And a pick and mix into that, and you're talking 33 quid. Right. So trip to the cinema, two hours out of your day is 33 pounds. Now I'm not saying some people say that's not very lot. Of, no, that's not a lot of money, but you couldn't do that every week. No. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a lot of money just to be spending in one day. Yeah. And, and it's not even one day because then you're probably going to go for something to eat afterwards. Yeah. Park there, you've got to get into there wherever it is. And people are just saying with everybody's purses being purse strings being tightened, money's being money's tight at the minute, inflation, blah, blah, blah. People are going to wait for films like uh, Lightyear to come on to Disney Plus in a month and a half. Yeah, Strange Two is already on Disney Plus now, and that came out what beginning of May. Well, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Because they're now they're coming out quicker now than they ever have. Like remember back in the fucking day, like you used to wait years for movies to come out, and I don't understand how now that it's just like a month, one month, and they literally just come out now. And that's exactly what it used to be. Come out in the cinema, and then you'd have about a year until it came onto Sky. And, and it was Sky box office first, so you had to mm-hmm. pay for it first. Then it'd come onto Sky, and then it'd be in the video shop maybe a month or two after. And people don't have to wait anymore. So yeah. if you know it's going to come out, you can easily distract your kid and say, no, no, we can't go see the light year until it comes on Disney+. Plus. 
Okay, see, I I can't even give you a reason as to why. I think probably, or sorry, the reason why I wouldn't go see Lightyear and why I would go see Millions, I don't really understand why. I have a far bigger affinity with Toy Story and Buzz Lightyear than I would ever have with Millions. But I think it's now just, it's in this kind of chasm. If you have kids, you would just rather go see Millions and have a good laugh. I mean, the top movies at the minute, um, North American box office, Top Gun Mavericks in top, uh, and I will be event- I will be seeing that this week. I'm finally mm-hmm. going to get around to seeing that. Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness is second. The Batman's in third. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion's fourth. Spider Man: No Way Home, even though it came out December seventeenth, is fifth. So that is like your 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 PG thirteen category. Mm-hmm. That's that kind of so. The teens and the the young the young kids, the youth, Jesus, got the money. They've got the money, but it's the families, it's the older generation and the the young kids, and they're not putting the money over the till, and they're saying it's all to do with films going straight to the to streaming. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. But I mean, it's far easier to to sit in the house and watch a movie than it is to fucking pack the kids into the car, drive to the cinema, you know, spend fucking fifteen quid on sweets, then get back into the car and and come home. I'm sure we said when um, all this came about, about the uh, pandemic and everything, that streaming services were going to be the new it. it. Yeah. Cinema cinema visits are going to return to being a, you know, once in every three month thing. Uh, 80s and 90s, it would be, you know, there'd be maybe two films you go see at the cinema in a year. Mm-hmm. It'd be a big occasion, a big night out or whatever. And then it became so popular going to the cinema, so cheap to go, that people going weekly. And now I think people are just starting to return to saying we'll just wait to watch it at home, which is kind of sad. Um, I'm going to see Elvis as well. Have you seen Elvis yet? I haven't seen Elvis. He died in 78, I think, Paul. 77, yeah. He died on the toilet. Poor man. Um, see, did he die in the toilet, though? There's always that. There's always those kind of, you know, uh, conspiracy theories. Elvis died on the toilet. Mama Cass choked on a ham sandwich. You know, these. I do not believe that 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 these things were real. I always remember a joke. I always remember a joke as well. It was a really sick joke. If only Karen Carpenter and Mama Cass had shared that sandwich. (laughs) Right. Um, So let's get straight into it. Kenobi. Kenobi has finished finally and we're giving everybody enough time to watch it. Some people tweeting out. I mean, this is spoilers straight from the beginning. Yeah, mega spoilers. Mega spoilers from the beginning. We're, we're going to start saying stuff, but tweeting out the next day pictures of the smashed helmet, pictures of the, that final fight, and you're like, you fucking pricks, you've got nothing better to do. And they just go, spoiler, dot, 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 dot. Here's a big fucking picture. And and you just think, that's my whinge out the way. But now we've given enough time for people to actually watch it. What did you think of Kenobi, Com? Do, do you want me to give it a score out of 10? Yeah. How many John Ham penises out of 10? Zero John Ham penises out of 10. Nothing. Not one. Paul, I cannot describe to you how this TV show gave me zero joy. And what is annoying me more than anything else is there's about three or four people in my life who seemingly love this TV show. And it is winding me up so much that people are enjoying it. 
Then you send, you go and send me this fucking article that says that because of how successful it's been, they might fucking have another one. And I nearly blew my fucking top. Like my head almost came off my shoulders. Like I, I, I just don't know what's good anymore. Well, we'll talk about this in a minute. So Kenobi is, um, so it's basically picking up t- about 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. We got mm. pretty much four minutes of recap from three yeah. films. <laughs> Kenobi's the only doing this. Let, let's try and summarize it in very plain understanding of what happens in the story. Kenobi is keeping an eye on Luke. Mm-hmm. He says, I am not going to leave this boy. I'm going to keep an eye on him. Jimmy Smith rings and says, come and help me. So he goes, okay, see ya. Yep. Right. So he gives up on Luke straight away. And and he's forgotten everything. Oh, yeah. He's no longer, he's put it all behind him. He's not a Jedi Master anymore. So what's the difference between this and Luke in Last Jedi? He's turned his back on the Jedi. He literally camel walks away from a Jedi in the Yeah. He's yeah. Him back. So what is the difference? I, no, I, I don't program. What yeah. is the difference? I don't think, I think Luke in The Last Jedi has turned away completely um, out of anger, hatred, whatever you have. I think Kenobi has turned away due to the fact that what they said in the TV show, that he's forgotten everything. It's been too long. He's been working in his fish gut factory uh, and he's forgotten everything. And they like to remind us how much of an old man he is. Yeah. Yeah, like, like genuinely, like, why do they keep referencing his age? Like, and you McGregor's not that old, and they haven't like mocked him up as an older gentleman either. So, no. yeah, I like get his gray coming through. Yeah, like he's not old. Like, and then you look at Jimmy Smiths, and you're like, Jimmy Smiths looks like a fucking tire. <laughs> Like, uh, like he looks like a, a tire that has been fucking ran over road for the last 40, 50 years. You, you know, my main complaint with this is oh. using layer. That's my biggest gripe in this. The way they use layer and the fact they use her. So well, everything. I, I don't get why. But why use layer as the character to drive this whole story forward? Because he... Obviously, she's the only one he would have left Luke for if mm-hmm. he was in trouble. But you have, by doing this, you've negated and you've, you've created your own plot holes in the new hope. Yeah. You've got to answer your own plot holes because you've just created one. So, yeah. now why, the, the main thing everyone's bringing up why is Leia on R2D2's hologram at the start of New Hope saying, uh, Kenobi, you fought with my fathers in the Clone Wars? Yeah. Not Kenobi. Do you remember when I were kidnapped when I was 10 years up, like 10 years ago? Do you remember? Yeah. And you saved me. I need your help again. It was someone said this to me the other day, right? Right. This was my this was my argument about this, right? That this was my that was my first complaint about the whole thing. And there's small things. This the small things within Kenobi annoyed, but this is the this is a big one. So she is 10 in this in this TV show. Leia is 19 in a new hope. Mm-hmm. Right, so those nine years, she's just completely forgotten who Ben Kenobi is. Okay, now I said this to one of the guys in work, and I was like, "How is she forgotten? How is blah 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 yada yada yada?" And he said to me, "Ah, but she only calls him Ben." And I was like, "No, this was this was this was like two or three episodes in." And I was like, "Right, okay, I will take that argument. 
if if the whole way through she has absolutely no contact with anyone else calling him obi-wan kenobi anything right now straight after she pretty much starts hearing everybody call him obi-wan kenobi and then in the last episode she hugs him and says thank you obi-wan and then i went into work and i looked at him and i went see <laughs> what's the explanation now there isn't there isn't there's no explanation and it's like you couldn't if jimmy smith would have rung kenobi or anybody else it just has somebody ring him and go my daughter's been kidnapped you owe me one you know something like that mm-hmm. then he says i can't put how can you put another child ahead of luke or something you know some kind of need to get him out of retirement mm-hmm. you know other than i feel compelled you wouldn't have created any of this and the way they used leia she is this you know feisty sassy general in waiting in new hope she's a princess but she's got some balls to it you know what i mean she always has mm-hmm. character. she was fantastic and why not why does that why does leia have to be exactly the same at 10 years old yeah. I'm, I'm different to the person I was when I was 10 years old. When yeah. I was 20, I was different. Why couldn't this be the, why couldn't this should be the scared, shy, withdrawn princess and going through this adventure, kidnapping, whatever you want to call it, brings out yeah. this side of her. This and, emboldens her. This is what she becomes. Yeah. 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 And this is character development. Getting the blaster holster at the end is to signify where she's going. Instead, she's just the same fucking kid that went running off at the beginning of the series. Nothing, she, nothing's changed about her. But all we've done is create more plot holes. I, 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 you know, I say this, I said it as a joke beforehand, Paul, right? And I actually mean it, that the new Marvel 2.0 and anything Star Wars from now until the end, they're not made for us anymore, man. No. And what connects these? What connects the two things you've just said? Oh, Disney. Yeah. Disney. Yeah. Got they're, not, they're not, they're, they're just not made for us anymore. And it's, and the reason why there are so many plot holes and the reason why nothing's ever, um, you know, circled, it's never finished. The, the circle is never complete in any of these anymore is because they genuinely don't care about any of their older fans anymore. No. Because young oh. fans, young fans and new fans don't care. They just want lightsaber fights. You know what though? We are the old fans and we're paying it because we'll still watch it. Yep. And we're the suckers. Keep referring back to wrestling, it's the same sort of concept that WWE now will feed whatever shit that they know will get clicks and will get memeable and viral moments. And it'll keep somebody... A lad at work came up and he said, oh, yeah, I've, I realised Kenobi was on, so I just subscribed for one month. And you're just like, that's where they get you. That They're the people yeah. who want. Somebody who wants the nostalgia. They don't make this, like you say, for us. And what they have made... I mean, I, I don't know how much was spent on this series, but it's nothing in comparison to how Mandalorian looked. No, in terms of the beauty, the landscape, the shots, the cinematography, which word gets thrown around wrong. But I'm talking if you compare, um, I'm trying to think now, even, you know, um, one of the Mandalorian fights. Um, OK, I'm struggling to remember, but any anything with with Manda, even even the one with the siege, the siege where they're going into the, the town. Yeah. Put that against the second lightsaber duel between Kenobi and Vader. Mm-hmm. It, dark wasteland at night everything's covered in smoke you there's no interaction with the surroundings there's nothing 
to show that this is a, a something special. And it was looked so cheap. Yeah. The direction of this series was awful. The writing was awful. I'm talking, okay, we'll talk about Reva, okay? Mm-hmm. And again, I don't care about their gender. I don't care about the color of their skin. I don't care about any of that. Let's look at the character. This is a character who was a Jedi Padawan who witnessed her friends be murdered by one of their own. She was saved or she avoided death. And to gain her vengeance for those dead Jedi, she spends the next 10 years hunting, torturing, and killing Jedi. Mm-hmm. She's the worst of the lot of them. And and her final act of revenge is to attempt to, or the, sorry, the belief that she was going to kill Luke, who yeah. was Anakin's son who Anakin doesn't know about, and she knows that he doesn't know about him. So what would any of it mean anyway? Nothing. 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 Absolutely nothing. And again, we create the plot hole of Luke suddenly being drawn into this. Mm -hmm. She would have gone and murdered a young boy. And we're supposed, and and I I get it, we're living in an age of antiheroes, but we're supposed to believe that this person would have murdered that boy to get their revenge. And, and all the way through this, the being on Tatooine, the threats, the threat to kill, all this kind of stuff. She's chop, chopping people's hands off. And she's supposed to be protecting people. She's a Jedi. And the fact that she's going after Vader, she's got that good in her that's driving her. But she's killing all these people. And she's not like trying to stop, what is it called, Fourth Inquisitor or Grand Inquisitor. She never Grand Inquisitor, yeah. She never tried to convince them not to do any of this. You know, uh, with these kind of offbeat kind of, no, maybe we shouldn't do this. Let's go down here. You know, trying to distract them from killing, trying to protect people all the way. And it gives the audience that question of, is this somebody we can trust or is she just out for herself? And the plot twist would have been a whole lot different. The it's, fact is... Yeah, it's, but there's nothing, there's no even, there's no even real character development with her. Like, no. we, we find out, obviously, she was one of the Padawans that Anakin came into the Jedi Temple and fucking killed all the youth. But it's never built on and it's never spoke about anymore. And that's it. You know, we that we just know that that happened to her and that's it. And that's why she's angry. Yep. Now, obviously, we could we could <laughs> we could pick piles of scenes out of here. Right. But I'm going to pick out I want to pick out a couple a couple of scenes before I talk about the final scene, <laughs> because <laughs> that annoys me more than anything else in the world. Um, so let's talk about the. Uh, uh, Kumal Nanjiani uh, planet where right. they, they go on to and yeah like I I genuinely I genuinely think they went to him oh uh, Kumal's fucking really buff now Can, should we get him in here and you know let, let everybody look at his muscles yeah sure let's do that um, yeah so they go to this planet and they find out that Obi-Wan and, and Leia are there and then there's this big rooftop battle right which is the worst shooting battle that I have ever seen in my entire life because people just people just disappear. The worst before the end of this series. Well, but people just disappear from these rooftops. There was like five people shooting at, at the this rooftop. Two of them disappeared. Nobody was shot. Um, then she, he has blatantly said, up, I think this is episode two. He said the whole way through episode one, the whole way through episode two, oh, I, I don't remember. I'm not that person, blah, 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 blah. So she falls off the roof. He, Jedi, forces her to stop, right? She then lays on the ground. Now, Reva has 
come from half the city away to get to this rooftop in like what uh, 30 seconds 45 seconds yeah like she has she has uh, you know traversed many a building to get here she ends up seeing that they're not even seeing that sorry uh, she falls off reva's watching from the building next to it as leia touches the ground on her back softly three seconds later obi-wan kenobi runs down the alleyway and it's like whoa he got off that building real quick and then he sits there and talks to, to her for a minute and a half or whatever where did reva go yeah she she's she's seen the whole thing happen where where did she she just decided just to stop do you know what i need i've taken I had these corned beef sandwiches in my pocket for the last fucking three hours they're getting warm i'm just going to sit up on this rooftop and i'm just going to eat the sandwiches and they can chip on see there was a moment for me later on in terms of the worst battle you can see in terms of the direction in terms of the way it's written um part five i think it was basically when um they've got the the jedis all hunkered down behind a blast door and they're trying to get the the roof open and Leia mm-hmm. suddenly has worked out how to do astro mechanics or whatever yeah. and also they had to add in the, the worst character in Game of Thrones oh yeah I'm with you yeah. and then they're basically shooting at this blast door for half an hour and then she walks over and he sort of mind Jedi works out that she's actually a Jedi and good guy or whatever bullshit she swipes a lightsaber through the door, cuts open the thing, and it falls open. So she could have done that in the first place, saved half an hour. What follows is a hundred stormtroopers funneled into a, a small holding area, standing approximately 20 feet away from a group of rebels. And they're all shooting backwards and forwards at each other. Not one of them is hit. Mm-hmm. Not one of them is hit. And you've just got Kenobi in front of them. Wow deflecting shots it is awful we go on where vader comes in some for some reason he turns up and goes where's kenobi and she goes oh i've got him locked inside does one of that one of those stormtroopers go hang on a minute he was on his knees in front of her two minutes ago and she told him to get up and go back inside maybe there's something wrong here vader goes in does now i'm gonna say there's some good in this series and most of it is that vader moment okay so well but he then pulls the fucking spaceship out of the that's trying to escape, pulls it out of the sky, rips it open, fails to see there was another fully loaded and ready to set off ship just behind it, mm-hmm. and flies off and he doesn't even bother trying to grab it again. No, not only that, but that scene to me, as I watched it, right? So he, he goes in and he rips this fucking ship apart. Now, aren't we led to believe that Vader can feel Kenobi at any time yeah yeah so him but he's got to be fairly close so what well he's fucking really close to him like he's he's in the hangar yeah he's in the hangar with him like so what we're led to believe in this is that the force has no depth perception at all (laughs) no he's vader's there he's got his hand stretched out he's going right i'm stopping this ship now he's a good enough sith lord to pretty much do what oh paul 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 he's the best he's the best yeah he's looking and he knows that there's probably 200 uh life forms Uh 
but he didn't know whether, yeah. whether they're just down there. He it's can't. the depth perception. It's the fourth step, fourth step perception. He cannot tell. He cannot tell where they are. Now, after ten years of murder and and torture, Reva finally gets her moment to approach Vader from behind when he's on his own, pissed off. She fires up a lightsaber, and you're like. <laughs> What are you doing? Why are you trying to make as much noise as possible? And he just turns around and stops her and he's like, oh, I knew you were like this all the time. And you're like, oh, no. Um, what follows is probably the worst type of... Uh, do you remember the, the the Star Wars dancing game? Was it for the Wii? Uh-huh. Where you had to do the dance along? It kind of looked like Vader was sort of doing the robot with his force power. He was kind of doing a force battle, wasn't he? Just... <laughs> well, you see... Like... This, brings, this brings to another subject that we spoke about last week. It is how every every new Star Wars TV show or movie, the Force just has something new. Yeah, they can just something else new. So we had we had they can bring people back to life now with the Force. Uh, you can fly with the Force uh, now. Darth Force Vader was Force speed was put in in uh, Phantom Menace. So mm-hmm. Force speed has always been there, but they've never used it since. Not and no, and when Kenobi was running away from a fucking t- torrent of water that's just splashed, that's coming through the windows, and he just goes running to try and avoid being drowned. And you just think, use the force, literally, <laughs> use force speed. But anyway, and now they can stop lightsaber strikes with the force. Boom. Yeah, Boom. they don't need they don't need they don't need a lightsaber anymore. Push back, push. So back. it leads me to believe as to why even have a lightsaber. You have one so you can cut off people's arms and legs or run them through with it, and it does absolutely nothing. Is it like priests? Is it like priests not walking around with crucifixes anymore because they've got the Bible to protect them? Is that what happens? I don't know. (laughs) That's just the way I I looked at it. um, See, the thing is, New Hope, we were introduced to lightsabers, and it cut a guy's arm off, and the next time a lightsaber killed somebody, it was Ben, and he took the lightsaber to to the side and it killed him. And Every time a lightsaber has been used, you're taking someone's arm off. It's a dangerous weapon. It's a, it's a, it's a strong, powerful weapon. And in this, Revik takes one to the gut twice. Mm-hmm. Vader decides not to kill her. Grand Inquisitor comes in and goes, "No, nah, you didn't really kill me because I got a lightsaber through the gut. But my desire to get revenge kept me alive." And you're like, "Fuck off! It should have killed you. It should have killed you. You're not dead." And Vader thinks. I'm not. I'm going to leave her there. Let's just leave yeah. her in the dirt. She'll she'll probably die. Where every other person we've seen even step roughly in the direction of Darth Vader has had the neck snapped. He's yeah. women and children and blowing shit up and pulling spaceships out the sky just to stop them escaping. And he's just found out somebody in his closest Inquisitors team has been a, working against him for ten years. And he goes, "I hope you die." Yeah. <laughs> well, you see. This leads me. This leads me to more Vader apathy, right? And the apathetic way that he uh, he has against the Rebel Alliance. So, the Rebel Alliance is just the number one fucking you know thorn in his side since day dot. The Rebel Alliance, the Rebel Alliance, the Rebel Alliance, right? So we get this scene where they're they have no hyperspeed so they can't zoop you know go out so they're trying to fix the hyperdrive whilst leia and and obi-wan are on but obi-wan can feel his presence so obi-wan comes up with a great plan get onto a ship 
and have the de- the Star Destroyer follow him instead of the Rebel Alliance, right? So that's fine. So he goes off, and obviously we know that Vader's rage, Vader's fucking anger, will make him follow Obi Wan Kenobi, right? We all get that. I un- everyone understands that. But how many people do you think are on that Star Destroyer? I can't, I've looked at it before. I can't remember about hundred and some thousand. Yeah, like I'm, I'm talking hundred to hundred and fifty thousand on a star destroyer. Like on a star destroyer. Yeah. What kind of um, military equipment do you think that they have on the star destroyer? Do you mean like smaller ships or ten thousand, twenty thousand tie fighters? Would you say guns? guns. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So did you not think that one of the, uh, you know the people who are in the actual army, the generals or the admirals would turn around and go, listen, lads, don't tell the big man. I know we're going after Obi-Wan, but send out a few thousand of those fucking TIE fighters and blow the shit out of that there. Because as we all have just heard Vader say, this, these are the only Rebel Alliance people left. Like, this is it. Like, yeah. we, we, could, we could get them now. No, let's go after Obi-Wan. Yeah, fire all your rockets over there, but keep going in that direction. Yeah. Catch up with him and we'll blow that shit. Yeah. Or or just whisper in Vader's ear. How about this, big man? See, see that we ship that Obi-Wan's in. There's no protection in that at all. We could we could literally focus all our fucking weapons on on that. And um then we could just go after the Rebel Alliance and we could fucking put an end to this right now. We could put an end to both of them. But I will tell you that that moment of Vader coming down the is it Tatooine High Street or wherever it is, some planet they're on. Yeah, next to HMV, Tatooine High Street. Tatooine High Street. And he's snapping necks and he's killing kids and he's throwing people around and he's like not giving a fuck. And he's just following Kenobi. And that first fight, that first meeting of them, I thought was great. I thought the viciousness of Vader to want to burn uh, Kenobi like he burnt him. I love that moment because it showed this guy is willing to do anything. This is like another level of Star Wars for me. It was, that was another level of evilness. You know, that's just not a bad guy wanting to kill him. He really, he's a nasty piece of work and it really did well for Vader's character that. But also, it didn't kill him. Yeah. didn't kill him. How many times is he going to leave his enemies alive to come back and bite him in the ass, literally? But this, but this is the overall, <laughs> but the, but this is the overall problem with Kenobi. It is the number one problem, is that they didn't even get the small things right. No, just just t- tiny little plot holes, tiny little you know, uh, you know, different wee things. They just didn't get any of it right. And also, this is the la- the one of the last things that I'll obviously criticize about. How fast is everything? Excuse me. Like things just happen. Like like Obi Obi Wan finds out that Reva's on fucking Tatooine and he's in a ship, and then literally five seconds later he's on Tatooine and he's there. Mm. There's no because of how little we got to work with. Reva's Reva's lying dead on the ground, dying on the ground, and then all of a sudden she's in Tatooine, which is fine. <laughs> Where did she get a ship out of? Yeah, she found one. She nicked one. I don't care. It, we get we get the scene where Obi Wan saves Leia from a prison, walks into a hangar with a couple of thousand fucking stormtroopers with yep. with a girl under his well, I'll say under his coat. She's not under his coat. She's walking next to him, and he literally has it round her, and, and just, her head is out. It's like he's shielding her from the rain. <laughs> and it's like, how can they? None of them see her. And I guarantee that will have been some 
Disney writer or some. Yeah, <laughs> hey, he's the force. He's the, he's the force in everybody. No, 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 no. They'll be watching that scene and they'll go, um, I don't think some of the audience will know that Leia's under there. So maybe uh, show a little bit of Leia. Hmm? Yeah. It's like, no, we got to hide. No, no, no. People won't know that that's her under there. So we need to show her. It's like, fuck. It's, it's TV made for children. But this is really worrying for me because of the oh. I sent you. And yes, I wanted a Kenobi movie. This is a movie would have been good. I know. I'm not I saying disagree. this story, but to see something happen with Kenobi in his time in in the wild. Mm. Eve, I, I think I said at first, I wanted it to be where bounty hunters or whoever the Empire had found out Luke was on Tatooine and Kenobi is kind of having to protect him without making him know there's a problem. He, he's having to keep Luke in the dark. He doesn't want to know he's, un, he's in danger. So Kenobi's on Tatooine basically fighting off all these different threats each week and trying to make it so nobody knows that that boy's alive and that kind of story. This, to bring Leia into it, was just like, oh, we need every single character in there. We need every single one of them. And it's because of nostalgia value. And you're, you've said here many times that Mandalorian is the best TV show that's ever been made, in your opinion. And that's an original character. They introduced a lot of original new characters in that. It was fresh. It was different. And that made, I think that got like just over a million views. It's finale got over just over a million views in its last five days. Kenobi's done about two million. Mm-hmm. And this is going to say to Disney, people want a retread of the old characters. Yeah. And very soon, they're just going to have to keep they won't have any room left to yeah. use these. So and they don't care about plot holes. No, because the people watching them now, as kids, they might not have even seen yep. films and clicked there was a plot hole in it. Yep. They'll go back and watch it. Some people will get... I bet a lot of people will get introduced to Star Wars by watching these and then yeah. go, oh, I'll go watch the prequels because of this. Yeah. And it's worrying because Boba Fett did more views than Mandalorian 2 and yeah. didn't do as many as Kenobi. So it's saying people want these legacy characters to be turned into property that they can watch nowadays. So we're going to start getting the Han Solo TV show. Yeah. That's going to follow on from the film. We're going to get probably another Bounty Hunters film. Kenobi will probably get a season two, which will, again, absolutely destroy. You can't have Vader turn up in series two because at the end of this, we, we needed to understand why... Has it been a long time since he's seen Kenobi in The New Hope? Why is he? I've got a feeling of something I've never, you know, where he says on the Death Star is like, I have a feeling something I've not felt since, and then goes walking off. Yeah. So it's not like he's been fighting with Kenobi every year for the last five years. So there has to be another avenue to it. Plus, you've got to get Luke into it, and he's bound to become one of these recurring characters. It's can, like, can we talk? Can we talk about the last scene? Yeah, let's talk about it. Go on, go for it. Okay, I'll tell you why <laughs> I think it's horrible, and then you can tell me why you think it's horrible. Right? Is this when he's got back to the farm? Is it? Can I just quickly say one thing before we talk about the? Uh huh. We'll talk about the second to last scene where Leia's there. Yeah, yeah. And he said, "Oh, Leia, you're just." Uh... You mean where Ben goes to get a high five? Yeah. <laughs> he just literally just lands yeah. lands there just to get a high five, and then they go, yeah. If it says to her, some, is it where it says something along the lines of, you're just young at the moment, but you won't be for long. 
pervert. <laughs> and he's just, it's like he's flown to Alderaan just to go. This is the weird, years. the weird second season where Kenobi gets in prison for fingering children. It's <laughs> Kenobi. <laughs> but yeah, but he lands, he lands, you know, just to get a high five. Obviously, to drop the droid off as well. Like, but yeah. like literally just a high five, fucking Bail Organa, and then just jump back in the ship and go. But yeah. what I'm talking about is where he goes back to tattooing, right? Yeah. Now, there's several things that annoy me about the end of this, right? So where was Ben living before episode one? Of episode one of Kenobi. Yeah. So to me, to me, he's living in the middle of the Tatooine desert. Yeah, yeah. He's in a cave somewhere. Yeah, he's got his cave set up and he leaves. Yeah, so he's living in the middle of Tatooine desert. So he says his goodbyes to, to Owen and he sees Luke, you know, he's like, Oh, there's you know, Luke. Yeah. And then Owen comes over and goes, uh, would you, would you like to meet him? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. Any, any right thinking Star Wars writer went, well, no, what we can do is we can set this up because what this is how it should happen. Would you like to meet him? No, I don't think I should da, 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 walk off into the distance. Then Owen walks over to Luke and Luke says, Uncle Owen, who's that old man? That's just old Ben. And then oh, it links because that's how Luke knows Obi-Wan. I wouldn't old even ask Ben. Him. Do you want to meet him? It was, you know, he stood there with his the toy or whatever, the toy spaceship he got for him. Yeah. And he goes, okay, he's safe. Yeah, here's the toy. Yeah. Thanks. See you later. Yeah. Yeah, bye-bye. And then he gives the toy to the kid and Luke starts playing with the, and that's where his love of spacecrafts come from. And and you can have it. We all know, we all know you, you love a setup. Like, you know, yeah, 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 you, you all love that kind of set. It yeah, has to be. If you want to use the setup, then use, because he had the toy spaceship. He had it through the episode. He was wanting to give it to him and he never let him. So why don't you just say, just give him this. And, you yeah. know, and it's subtle kind of saying, Kenobi's trying to get Luke's interest in space. Like, and you know what I mean? He's trying to keep something. I don't fucking know, but what? But where does Ben go after this? It moves back it moves. into the fucking Tatooine desert. He's going to a bigger cave. Yeah, moving caves. He's like, I oh, know this one's hot now. I need to move to another one. So, so yeah. So, what the fuck was the point? I don't know. Why move? <sighs> now a Jedi. So, what we should have is loads of like gangster. Problems, Jabba the Hutt, and all this on Tatooine, and can as is what the TV show should have been, is Jedi Kenobi being basically the A team. Yeah, each week is solving a crime problem. <laughs> the Empire are trying to shake me down. Jabba the Hutt's causing problems. Boba Fett's in town. Whatever you want, you that's the time period. Go with it. But have Kenobi as the A team, where somebody comes up and goes, "I heard you can help people for fifty credits yeah. just like mandalorian yeah but without a helmet that's <sighs> what we should have had instead we've got plot hole city no joy paul what do you think of hayden christiansen then finally uh, was he in it yeah he, he was under the suit was he there yeah he was under the suit but we got the uh the great flashback scenes he this is what i thought we were going to have all the way through i thought it was just going to be flashback scenes and vader was going to turn up in the last episode or something but we basically had them de-aged. Now, 
they've been de-aging people for years, at least the last seven or eight years, de-aging them well. Probably from Civil War, maybe just before that, you know, Captain America Civil War. Mm. Around that time is when they started doing it really well. And this looked fucking awful. Hayden <laughs> Christensen just looked like, it's like, it's Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man. It's a 32-year-old man dressed up as a 19-year-old boy. And that's what they were trying to get away with, him looking like the 19-year-old kid that was being trained. And he just looked like fucking Hayden <laughs> Christensen who's happy to get some work. 40-year-old Hayden Christensen. <laughs> yeah, he just had, it's like he's had a bit of Botox. Just had a bit of smooth over. Still got the wrinkles and all that. But uh, So, um, yeah, so we're probably getting another one of these. Uh, no joy. <laughs> it gave me no joy. Yeah, well, it's happening. Well, it probably will happen. Um, so apart from that, what did you like about it? Nothing, Paul. Can I just say, right from the very first episode, where he's like, ooh, I'm trying to talk to Qui-Gon Jinn through the Force, but ooh, I can't quite do it. I'm just there like, so Liam Neeson standing up in the last episode. Then. Yeah, no joy. Even, see, even seeing Balamina's hero, Liam Neeson, didn't even shrug that, that joy. It was just because it was so fucking signposted. It was, and, so it was going to happen, and yeah, it's like well, and and Liam Neeson looks genuinely three hundred years older. <laughs> He's a fucking old man. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson is a hundred and five. Do you know this? Well, Force Ghosts actually age now. Then we've seen because, yeah. and they change how they look as well. <laughs> <laughs> they the put on three stone. That's another special force thing that happens. The force can age you, Luke. <laughs> okay. Um, from a certain point of view. Fuck, I hated that as well. It was like they had to explain it. They had to explain it. <laughs> I love the fact that we've literally just done, we've just done an episode and all we've done is complain about Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. When quite frankly, you know, imagine us as kids in 90s, somebody saying you get Obi-Wan Kenobi TV. Well, we'd have had a I've been thinking how's Alec Guinness gonna do that, but you know, to have all this content when you were a kid, when it oh. was all amazing and beautiful and fresh, and we now watch it through cynical old eyes. To to be fair though, even even my 12-year-old smelt the bullshit in Kenobi like do you know what I mean? That's that's some going like he and he's thick as fucks. Uh, he's fucking thick as champ. <laughs> Nice sound, sound. Uh, Look at me trying to curry favor with him. Nah, you're all right, man. No, and you know he listens as well. It's Uncle Paul. Get <laughs> me Uncle Paul. Fuck that. Uncle Paul. I'm gonna get beaten up one of the next year. Um. Cool. Anything else? Uh, I am about to go watch the finale of the season four of Stranger Things, and I'm quite looking forward to it. Cool. Uh, what we're we doing next week? Uh, are we doing a menu? Oh, happy 4th of July, by the way, everybody. Oh, can we do a pro-America uh, menu? Mm, can't, no. Right-wing pro-America. <laughs> no, because the films I'd pick wouldn't be uh, very pro-America. Well, how about this? How about we choose 80s American action movies? No, don't think of... Not, not Arnie, not Arnie, not Stallone. I'm talking fucking, I'm talking proper, proper fucking 80s American action movies. Okay. Delta Force, Iron Eagle, <laughs> things like that. Pro, yeah. Okay. Let's do it then. 
Eight is America. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> Set your lives to that one. <laughs> Happy Fourth of July. Episode will be out a week after the Fourth of July. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about that and we'll discuss what's the most uh, the most American film ever. What is the most American film ever? Beethoven. What the one with the dog or? <laughs> it's not Amadeus I'm talking about like I'm not fucking <laughs> Milos Forman's multi-Oscar winning fucking Amadeus yeah yeah, based in Vienna yeah that is the most American movie ever made what, 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 what the one on the boat with the slaves that revolted and took them to court oh that's Amistad Amistad get them all mixed up right thank you thank you for coming Th- thank you for letting me complain about Kenobi for an hour no, we needed it. We needed to get it off our chest. 80s movies next week, then we'll probably do films set on a train or something. Or just whatever. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.